0: Welcome to the Hollywood Persona Podcast. Welcome to Hollywood. Just making chit-chat. people would expect a little chit-chat. Chit-chat! Welcome to the Hollywood Persona with Mitch Burns. Hello everyone and welcome to the Hollywood Persona. My name is Mitch Burns. I will, um, this is kind of my first... Um, run at this new kind of podcast. I started with some new segments. I thought that's what I wanted to do and I don't mind doing it. It's just that I need to figure out how to do it a little bit better, a little bit more my speed and my style. I tend to like ramble and rush it through and I think some of that was nerves and some of that is trying to emulate um, newscasters and people and other podcasters that I've heard didn't work not a huge fan and I got feedback from people and and uh, I could have fixed it but uh, I knew I wanted to do this podcast where I talk about movies and talk about what I think about the movies and stuff like that so I thought I'll do this, and if I want to go back to the news, I will. Um, I'll approach that in a different way. Um, the only thing I'm going to carry over from the news podcasts is the what is coming to streaming this week and what is coming to theaters this week so that's kind of how i will end each podcast um so for people who don't know me i'm going to just kind of talk about myself for a little bit i am on instagram and facebook at the hollywood persona and you can find me on twitter and letterboxd at mitchy daily uh, don't ask me why it's at mitchy daily but that's where you can find me Uh, You can also join the Facebook group Cinematics. That is where I post a lot. Um, I have some friends in there. I'm obviously drinking some water in between. I'm just getting over a really bad sickness. So anyway, so if you want to join the Facebook group Cinematics, it's Cinema and then D-D-I-C-T-S, so Cinematics. Um, You can join in on Daily Movie Discussion and Reviews. I will post all the links in the show notes, uh, below. So I'm from Ontario, Canada. I'm 32 years old and I've been reviewing movies since I was, uh, 16, 17. Uh, I really like to write. So, um, I tend to find that I write more about movies. Uh, one day I would like to write, um, scripts and, uh, screenplays and, uh, you know, books or whatever. I, l- I enjoy writing. So for me, my writing has always revolved around movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, some of my favorite movies, um, include Alien, Children of Men, Jurassic Park, Hereditary, The Lion King, The Kids Are All Right, uh, Arrival, Platoon, Into the Wild, Parasite um, and like so many more. I'm, uh, very lucky. I like all genres. I like action. I like dramas. I like Marvel. Um, and I like a 24. Uh, I'm not a, I am a Marvel nerd, but I'm not, uh, I'm a Marvel nerd. I'm nerd. I've seen all the movies and all the TV shows. And I know a lot but I like DC as well. I mean, I've loved the Joker and um, Dark Knight and uh, Black Adam wasn't bad. Um, but anyways, so let's get into uh, some new movies that I've seen. So I'm just going to kind of go along here and uh, you might hear some clicking because I'm just going to... Uh, make sure I can give you guys information that I don't have on the top of my head. So I went to the theaters to see the menu. Is that gonna fit everyone easily? 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 1250 a head. That's how. What are we eating? A Rolex? It's one of his classics. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. We harvest, we ferment, we gel. We gel. We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us or with them. This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? It's okay. No, we're going to die today. Yes, we are. 2022 horror comedy starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Ray Ray Fiennes, I think is how you say it, but it's spelled Ralph Fiennes. But Ray Fiennes, Nicholas Holt. And Hong Chau, uh, Janet McTeer, <clears throat> and uh, John Luiziamo's in there. Who? It's funny. There's a quote. In, there's a quote in the movie where someone says, "Oh my God, I loved you as a kid." And it's funny because I loved John Luiziamo as a kid, and I still like him now. But you know, when I was younger, he was everywhere and funny, and uh, you know, really great. Um, so he's got a little, not a little part in. It, he's in pretty much the whole thing. Um, it is funny, though. I did uh, I, I did notice that in the movie, he's in the corner of the restaurant the whole time. And there's parts where I wonder if he was actually there um, for some of the filming. Because I know he's like a bigger star than a lot of the stars they had there. And maybe they could only get him for a few days or something like that. Curious. But anyways... This couple, Anya Taylor Joy and Nicholas Holt, uh, their character names are Tyler and Margot. They set out on a boat with a group of bunch, a group of other people, um, to an island to experience a restaurant really expensive, really flashy. It's like somewhere in New York, but times a hundred. Uh, so the so they set out on this boat. There's many other people out on the boat, and we start to kind of learn who they are. There's some sort of mystery as to, like, some people know some people. Older couple there who's been to the restaurant many times. Um, there's a couple uh, food critics played by Paul Adelstein and Janet McTeer, um, and they're a lot of fun. And Anyway, so they get on this boat, and they head out to um, this island, I think it's Hawthorne Island or the, oh my God, or the restaurants called Hawthorne. It doesn't matter. So they get to this island and, so they get to this island and, uh, they're greeted by, um, one of the chefs and, uh, played by Hong Chao and she comes out and, and tours, they tour the island, and then they go in for dinner, and these people, they're paying a lot of money for for this dinner, I, like, several thousand dollars to be taken out and um, served, and each meal is hand-designed by um, Chef Siloic, uh, who was played by Ray Fiennes, um, and They, it's fine dining times a thousand. Like you, you'll never see this kind of dining anywhere. The kitchen is all exposed. You can watch the chefs cook and they are very regimented. And, um, the chef, head chef played by Ray Fiennes. He, he's a very, what's the word I'm looking for? He's intense, very intense. And, um, Yeah, so so they get to the island, they start to... Everything's fine. But once they get in to the restaurant, there starts to become different rules. Things start to get weirder and weirder. Elsa, played by Hong Chao, is basically like the chef's right-hand girl, and she is so great in this movie. Uh, so like funny, and she's very strict, and uh, her and Ray Fines work so well together. Um, she was just great, and I and she really kept the movie going, and and she's like your first insight that there is something else going on. But yeah, uh, so my thoughts on the movie, I pretty much absolutely loved it. It, ha- it has more tension in the movie than I've seen in a movie in a long time, and it m- builds the tension, <clears throat> it builds the tension and somehow maintains it. Uh, the last act, it, 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 it dips a bit, like the tension goes away a little bit, but like it keeps the tension but it just dips a little um because like the t- and it had to because the tension was becoming so high as the movie went along it was nerve-wracking and um uh, the movie is very dark it has lots of humor though which i really appreciated but i think the best part of the movie is is the acting like everybody loves Anya Taylor-Joy right now and uh, obviously it's welcomed what well, we've had her this year in the Northman and the menu, both great performances. Like I said, Hong Shao is great. Um, Nicholas Holt, I think is underrated and I think this is another great performance from him. Uh, you can see him kind of bending a little, doing a little doing those things a little different than he normally um, does. In some movies, like, he played Beast in the X-Men movies, and I thought he was good in those, too, and I don't think we get enough of him. Like, I think he's as good of an actor as Aaron Taylor Johnson. Some people love him, some people don't like Aaron Taylor Johnson, but anyways, that's a whole uh, different topic. I was discussing it with my friend, and he wasn't a huge fan of the movie because he felt that it left... Too many unanswered questions, and I will not get into spoilers, but I think it's definitely left to interpret your own um, meaning, and you're going to be left saying why, questioning, like, why did they do this, or why did this person do that, but I think if you sit down and really think about it, you, you can come up with some ideas as to why. Um, it happened. <sighs> what do I have next? So that's the menu. <clears throat> I gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Uh, I think it could be a contender for my top 10 of the year. And, uh, I just want Hong Chow to win every award, but I know she won't. So, it's rated R, and it's definitely bloody, and there's some gory stuff. It's not horror per se but like there is some horrific moments uh there is obviously some violence and uh it's more of a thriller but I can see obviously why it's a rated R because it yeah it's pretty fucked up uh to say the least um but anyways so on to the next movie which is completely different disenchanted town is turning into a fairy tale, but it's all gone terribly wrong. On the last stroke of midnight, nothing will be as it was before. What is going on? You need to remember your place here. Stepmother, please. Yes. Giselle he is under a curse. We have to stop this or everything and Elijah will die. There's no one wishing your wish now, Giselle. Come on! Time to be heroes. You know there's only room for one villain in this town. You're hilarious. (laughs) Delusional, but hilarious. The 2022 film on Disney Plus, which is a sequel to the film Enchanted from 2006 or 2007. So several years later, we got this sequel, Disenchanted, fif- 15 years later. No, sorry, Just ha- I had to do the math in my head. I had to try to figure it out. Um, so this one obviously stars Amy Adams is back. Patrick Dempsey is back. Uh, Idina Menzel is back. Who's the other guy? James Marsden is back. He is back as well. So pretty much most of the the entire cast is back. And, um, from the first one, as well as, uh, Maya Rudolph, who plays like the big bad in this movie and, uh, Gabriella Baldacino. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown is in this. I love her. Jayma Mays is in this. I love her. Um, from Glee. I think that's basically all I know her from, but, um, I loved her role in this as well. Um, yeah, Oscar Nunez from The Office is in it, and Al- Alan Tudyk does a, uh, vo- voice role that you will recognize right away, and it's <laughs> really great. He is, uh, how many Disney projects has he been in now, like, including his Star Wars as K2SO, and including, you know, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, this, like, he's just, hey, hey, from Moana. Anyways, um, so full transparency, I didn't see Enchanted until last week, uh, when I knew that this was coming out. So I sat down um, when I was really sick, and I watched it, and I never really understood the hype. It never. I always thought like, okay, that's probably more for girls' fairy tale, not stereotyping but like you know I thought this isn't for me this isn't something for me I'm just gonna skip it yeah 15 years later I watch it and I absolutely adored it and even though I've seen Amy Adams in so many things and I already loved her it was like falling in love with her all over again because if you haven't seen this movie and you love Amy Adams you need to see this movie because in order to appreciate Amy Adams' full catalog, you have to see her play this role. And it really just shows her breadth of work. Is that a word? Her breadth, her catalog, like how much she can do. Um, It's really great. And so anyway, so Disenchanted even allows her to do that even more. So she's still playing Giselle, um, the queen, uh, the princess, who is now married to uh, Patrick Dempsey's character, Robert. It's Giselle and Robert. They have um, a new baby, and they are, they still have Morgan, who was a young girl in the first movie. Now she's all grown up, and The family has decided that New York is no longer for them now that their family has grown. So they move to a uh, little town called Monroeville, I think it's called. Look at my memory coming back. I need to keep my notes (laughs) up better on here so I can... uh... Anyway, so they move to this town and they think everything's going to be better because it's quieter and the family is happy but Morgan is not so their teen daughter is teen angst and it's and it's fun at first because it's it's this princess from Arendelle now she's a mother and she's trying to understand sarcasm and she's trying to understand what it's like to be a moody teenager and not living in a world that is you know beautiful and animated. In comes Idina Menzel's character and James Marsden, who were in the first movie. Um, They are now living in Arendelle, but they can travel between the worlds and see uh, Giselle and Robert and Morgan. And uh, They are king and queen over there, I think, or prince and princess, and they come over and they give a wand to the new baby Sophia, I think, is her name. Anyway, so they give um, her a wand that can only be used by a son or daughter of Arendelle, and uh, a true son and daughter of Arendelle. So I don't want I won't give any more away. I mean, something happens and all hell breaks loose. Obviously, Maya Rudolph plays. The bitch of the town. She's kind of a part of the PTA. Giselle just wants to be her friend, but Maya Rudolph does not. Well, anyways, all hell breaks loose, and the um, their little town turns into a um, fairy tale land. And I will leave it at that because. If you care, you've already seen the movie. And if you don't care, you don't care. And uh, don't want to hear any more about, <laughs> about it. So um, what did I think about it? Um, I think the first film is a four, four and a half out of five star movie. I think this one comes in at about three stars out of five. Um, I definitely didn't hate it. And I don't really understand everyone who says they hate it. I found it delightful. And I think the move from New York to a small town, it was necessary. Um, I did see one review that sta- that said uh, it felt like a direct-to-DVD movie. And at times, <clears throat> I can see that. The sets are a little... The story's... The, the biggest problem with the movie is the story it um there's parts where you know patrick dempsey's character robert almost didn't need to be in the movie but they obviously had to include him so he's off doing other things and we don't really care there's a love interest between between the uh daughter morgan and another girl um I mean, sorry, not another girl, another guy named Tyson, uh, played by Colton Stewart. And it's almost like this Colton Stewart guy was cut out of the movie. He's barely in it. And none of that storyline gets resolved or well developed it's the weirdest thing there's even scenes with him later on and there's like you know a bunch of action and big set pieces and 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 this guy Tyson is there and they're almost like cutting him out like he's in the background talking and I'm like did this guy get like is he canceled or something what what is going on like they 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 almost tried to cut him completely from the movie it felt like so basically you're watching this cause the best parts are everything with Amy Adams. And like I said, they let her kind of grow, like her character becomes something different. And I don't want to give that away. Cause I think it's fun. Um, and I think it's only fun because Amy Adams made it fun. Oh, Jesus. Hi. Yeah. I guess my biggest issue was, um, you know, there was, well, I feel like the movie handled things well. Well, there's a lot of things in this you've seen before. I had a lot of fun with it, and it's one of those, like, the music's not great, the sets aren't great, but I just had fun with it, you know, the wacky world and and the characters, and and maybe I just had seen the original before and my hopes weren't so high. But, yeah, I enjoyed it, so I gave it a 3 out of 5, um... Not bad, not great. I just, um, but I enjoyed myself. And yeah, the, the songs aren't really good. There's a couple from the first one that are good, but this one, you know, the songs like are in and out your ear. Maya Rudolph is good, um, but not great. Like, I, There still needs to be a role out there that really shows what she can do this wasn't it like she's doing like it's fun to watch her and i love her i've loved her for so many years saturday night live but this isn't the role you know that really uh broken out for me so the next movie i'm going to talk about is another movie from this year 2022's armageddon Time. time I think I want to be an artist when I grow up You're going to be an artist if you want to be Nothing's going to stop you You're going to college You'll have dinner with kings if he plays his cards right Mm. I really like your stickers My stepbrother gave them to me He's in the Air Force That's so cool (laughs) How dare you! I'm a menace to you! Well you're not to associate with him again What do you mean? Why? I think you know what I mean Directed by James Gray, uh, it's a coming-of-age story about a kid named Paul Graff uh, growing up in eighties New York. I want to say. Hold on, I gotta figure this out. Or <laughs> I'm like, I can usually underst- Like, I'm from Canada, and I can usually tell like when a movie's like obviously from one of the big states. So. So, anyway, so it was directed by James Gray. It's inspired by his, um, his childhood, uh, Jewish American boy, um, yeah, New Jersey. Sorry, um, no, Queens, New York City. Okay, so I was right, New York City. Um, he's in sixth grade. He. Quickly becomes friends with uh, um, a black a black kid in his the only other black kid in his class and um, he loves he doesn't understand that other people you know are racist around him towards this other kid and uh, he is kind of trying to navigate why um, everyone around him is rate, doesn't like this kid, and he slowly begins to understand, and it is interesting to watch his journey um, from this grade six boy who (coughs) is naive and doesn't understand, and then he starts to learn about the world, and his, you know, what other people mean, at one point, he gets transferred to another school, and it's very preppy. And this boy comes to talk to him, and he won't talk to him because he, uh, you know, he wants to be cool in front of his friends. Um, there's some pretty heartfelt moments here, but overall, I was uh, not did not love this movie much at all. Um, I gave it two out of five stars. Uh, Anne Hathaway and Jeremy Strong are in this movie. The young boy, Paul Graff, is played by Banks Rapetta. And the other boy, Johnny Davis, is played by Jalen Webb. Um, Anthony Hopkins is also in this. And I will watch anything with Anthony Hopkins. So this was a no-brainer for me. Um, The movie is so paint by numbers and by the book and everything you've seen before, every moment that involves racism or something serious comes across as clunky and awkward. There's awkward moment after awkward moment. Like, it's just an awkward, awkward movie. And I don't really understand the praise it's getting. It's so predictable. And I guess if it's based i know it's based off of a true story um or someone's true like their life but just because it's true doesn't mean it's entertaining and you know it seems like you know the director of this movie obviously lived a life that maybe didn't need to be brought to the um big screen because it's not crazy entertaining like Uh, there are some really good moments, um, and it doesn't even feel like a coming of age story at times. It just feels like a bunch of little moments put together. Um, if I had to equate it to anything, it reminded me a lot of a Christmas story, um, the way, like the dad is like super angry, and the mom is really nice, and and the boy's just trying to do good, and he wants to be an artist, and the story between him and his grandpa is really sweet. Uh, his grandpa, played by Anthony Hopkins, is really sleep sweet and interesting, genuine, but unfortunately, this one just didn't land for me. Uh, very clunky, awkward. They don't build the story well. It's like one scene ends and you're completely in another scene. And it just, it's edited poorly. It just didn't work for me. Um, in one eye, out the other. So, unfortunately, yeah. Um, so, but I will talk about something I liked next... Oh no! Never mind. No, I won't. Because um, I'm going to go to Luckiest Girl Alive, and I didn't dislike Luckiest Girl Alive, but Luckiest Luckiest Girl Alive. Say that ten times fast. Is a movie streaming on Netflix right now, um, starring starring Mila Kunis, and um, I guess the only other person who I recognize was Connie Britton from. Um, Nashville, Nashville, the TV series. I carried this horrible thing with me alone for years. And it has built up this rage inside of me. Honey, get out! Don't touch me! I don't know what's me. I'm what part I invented. Your former classmate has made claims against you. Don't talk about what happened that night. Are you seriously trying to threaten me right now? You have to get into the nitty-gritty details for the whole world. Do you like your life, Tiffany? Sometimes I feel like a wind-up doll. Turn my key, and I will tell you exactly what you want to hear. So Mila Kunis plays... Annie Finelli, and she is <clears throat> getting married soon. She seems to have this idyllic life. Um, she is, you know, she's happy with her life, but her she has some trauma from her past, and her trauma starts to come back and haunt her in certain ways. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to give away the trauma, because the way the movie is laid out it's um there's flashbacks which i found worked the flashbacks worked um it did get to a certain point point in the movie where i kind of just felt like okay just tell us what happened now show us what happened because it <clears throat> doses the story out as the movie goes so here's a little bit of what happened in her past here's a little bit of what happened in her past okay okay now here's her back. Okay, now here's a little bit of what happened, and it gets it gets frustrating. But it gets frustrating. But it doesn't. Uh, it wasn't bothersome to watch. You're just kind of like, tell us. And finally, they do. And it's it is hard to watch. It is very brutal. There's probably been people, m- millions of people, in a situation like hers, especially what happens. It happens back in the eighties. So Mila Kunis, she's getting married, and all this trauma starts coming back because um, a gentleman from her past is joining a documentary and writing a tell-all book, and she wants to have her say, um, and it's the say of the other person is obviously may not, may not be uh, correct. Uh, she is kind of fighting if she to do this documentary and to come out and tell what happened to her when she was younger and the truth and and her involvement in it um the story is very interesting but unfortunately the movie itself the way it ends and is told like it's it's awkward um I know I just said that about but like there's some awkward moments So I think the movie needed a better director is what it comes down to. Uh, The movie overall was poorly shot um, and framed and directed awkward. And there was like very stereotypical moments that you see in some movies like these, the mother role played by Connie Britton was very awkward and uh, just did not work. Unfortunately, it's, very predictable, very hard to say that a movie like this is predictable. Um, and there were even parts that felt like disingenuine. Um, but I, I had some issues with all little things. They're all quabbles and I didn't fully love the movie and I wanted to, and Mila Kunis is great. I must say, uh, she's really good. Um, she's definitely trying to show, That she can act, and she definitely can. Um, I watched last year's Four Good Days with her and Glenn Close. You know, she was proving she could act there. She's so I'm hoping she can find maybe a better script. I think I can see how this would be a really good movie. I read a really good book. It was based on a book, and um, and I think this is going to work for a lot of people. Like most people, I think this is gonna really work for. Um, and if you have ever dealt with sexual assault in any way, um, I think this could be a tough watch. Um, I'll just say that, and uh, and it's hard to say that I felt it was disingenuine. Some of the way it was handled, it just it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was handled. Well enough, or with uh, the proper care, it was written by a woman. Like the, um, but it was directed by a man. I just would have liked if it. I would have liked it to be directed by a woman because there was parts of this where I'm like, uh, I was looking at this. Mike Barker, the director, he's directed things like like a lot of TV shows and stuff. And this is like one of his first movies, and I just felt that this would have been in better care in a woman's hands and felt more real so i have only a couple more movies two more movies left that i want to talk about that i've seen recently um and then i'm gonna talk briefly about another one so then the next movie i saw is called the wonder may i ask gentlemen no one has told me what precisely is wrong with the girl Anna O'Donnell doesn't eat. How long exactly has it been since the last time the girl ate? Four months. That's impossible. Do you know the dangers of a prolonged fast, Anna? I don't eat, I live a manor. From heaven. And how does that feel? Full. Anna is in danger. She's an actress. She's chosen. Are you feeling well in yourself, Anna? Very well, Father. Thank you. Um, It is also streaming on Netflix right now, starring Florence Pugh, Tom Burke, Kitty O'Donnell, Maggie Ryan, and Toby Jones is in this, as well as Karen Hines, who was nominated for an Oscar last year for... Belfast. He has a smaller role in this, but he's still good. I, I've always enjoyed him, so I'm happy to see him getting more roles. Keela Lord Cassidy also plays Anna O'Donnell. Anna O'Donnell has not eaten in several months, and a nurse played played by Florence Pugh. A nurse named Lib Wright is brought out to the house to basically see if this is some sort of modern miracle or if this little girl, uh, Anne O'Donnell, is a saint. Uh, and when she is asked how she is surviving, she says that she is eating manna from heaven. Her, fa- her family is very religious and they believe her. The townspeople want more answers, and they want to see if this is really true. They want to see if they can prove that she is like a saint uh, or a new modern miracle. So they have this nun and this nurse come out. Uh, The nurse, obviously played by Florence Pugh, like I said. And they are to sit with her and watch her for 12-hour periods and make sure that she doesn't eat and see that she's not eating, and try to understand what is going on, um, see if there's a medical reason as to why she is surviving without any food. The movie is deliberately play- paced, which is another word for slow, but um, I never found it boring or tedious. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed where it was going. Um, and obviously, I love watching Florence Pugh work. Like, she is just... So great! So to see her just on the screen and and uh, her the things she can do with her face and and this is a very subtle performance by her, but it's still beautiful. Yeah, there's things in this this movie I will never forget. Um, I gave it four out of five stars. I I think I I really enjoyed it. There it takes a turn near the end, and then it keeps taking a turn. It keeps taking turns and it goes places I didn't expect it to, and it was really interesting. This story is obviously a discussion about religion and what you believe and what you don't believe. The movie is bookended by a really weird thing. The movie starts with one of the actors, I think she's a sister in the movie, or um, she might be the mother of the daughter Anna O'Donnell, and she starts off the movie on a soundstage, um, and then it, and then she talks about how this is a story, and we all need stories, and then it goes into the movie, and then I I won't give anything away, but I'm just I'll say it ends with her on a soundstage as well, so. I think it was stupid. I didn't love that. I it didn't really add or subtract anything. I think the movie stands on its own and it didn't need that um excessiveness. Uh but, you know, because the movie itself is such a conversation piece and and you gain so much from it and we already understand that it's what it what it's trying to say. Um, about what you believe in, in religion and and um, stuff like that. So um, I enjoyed it. Didn't like that beginning and end part. Um, it's a little slow. It's not something I would recommend to everyone. I do think The Last Act is good. It's a period piece um, through and through. If it seems like it's up your alley, then definitely give it a shot because it was pretty good. Yeah, Pretty Good is, uh, is a good... Way to say that. So, I watched the new 2022 movie, God's Creatures, starring uh, Emily Watson and some other Irish actors, I think they're... Yes. Yeah, obviously. So, Emily Watson, Paul Mescal, Azing Franciosi, Declan Conlon, Marianne O'Dwyer, uh, Tony O'Rourke, a lot of people I didn't really know. This movie drops you into a world that I know very little about. Yeah, so it drops you into this world, this Irish fishing village. Um, And the main character, Eileen, played by Emily Watson, she is a shift manager working at a seafood processing plant. So all the people there, they work to harvest oysters and fish and and all that and she is at the oyster fishing plant the interesting thing is you get to kind of live in her world for a little bit something happens later in the story but you kind of get to just live in her world and live in the village and get to know her for a little bit before anything happens but unfortunately i found that a little plotting like it was it was good but you know it was kind of like okay like what are we getting to? Where are we where are we going with this? Just get to it already. Um so finally they do and her son Brian returns from Australia. They're caught off guard. They don't know why he's back. They didn't really know why he was over there. So the mother played by Emily Walks and she she starts to she's happy to have her son back and from australia so you know they're doing things and blah 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 but something happens and emily watson's character eileen is forced to she's given a choice and she ends up lying lying for her son and this causes some issues in the town but it more causes issues in it causes internal issues for eileen like did she do the right thing like what should she have said what should she be doing What should she do? And uh, I found that all really interesting. Um, I would not suggest this movie to a lot of people. Um, The last act is great. I find the movie took way too long to get where it was going. Uh, But the last act in a bit was pretty phenomenal in my eyes. Um, And I was really glad that I I stuck it out. My fiancé was watching it with me and he... He just said, "No, I'm not for me and And I said, "No, I get it, but it left me happy, so like not happy, but it left me fulfilled. like I felt like it was fulfilling enough. There's a some a scene near the end that I'll just I will never forget. So if this seems like your kind of movie, this is kind of one of those movies where you watch it for twenty minutes, and if you're bored and you're not interested, just get out of it." because it kind of continues like that until finally something happens so and there's a24 movies like this a lot and some of them are entertaining and some of them are not but you know this is on the higher end of a24's you know docket it was it was good but um I'll never watch it again it's not like that kind of movie but I could see some people really liking it Yeah, so that's all I have for movie reviews this week. We are going to, as I close up my tabs... Okay, so what is coming to streaming? Now, streaming live. What is coming to streaming this week? Coming out today is the documentary Love Lizzo on HBO Max, um... An official press from HBO Max stated, this is the journey of a trailblazing superstar who has become the mo- movement the world desperately needed just by being herself. This HBO Max documentary shares the inspirational story behind her humble beginnings to her meteor- meteoric rise with an intimate look into the moments that shaped her hard-earned rise to fame, success, success, love, and international stardom. I might give that a watch. I like Lizzo as a person, not huge into her music, but I would definitely be interested to see that one. Um, also on Netflix on the 24th, or uh, not also on Netflix, but on Netflix on the 24th is The Noel Diary, a romantic comedy film starring Justin Hartley. Hartley. Um, seems like we've been getting so many christmas movies this year between netflix and hallmark and disney and so there's another one if you're into it and here's another one uh the hip-hop nutcracker will be on disney plus on november 25th starring run dmc's rev run the hip-hop nutcracker is inspired by the live stage phenomenon created by jennifer weber touring america this holiday season so it will be on disney Plus. And I think it is just a live recording. Also on Disney Plus on the 25th is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. Um, which I am really looking forward to, um, this is a special presentation, um, and this is the second special presentation after, um, last month's, uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, so this is only their second, um, I'm guessing it's going to be about 45, 50 minutes long around there, um, So the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is an American television special written and directed by James Gunn for the streaming service Disney Plus based on the Marvel Comics superhero team Guardians of the Galaxy. The trailer looks a lot of fun, so I will definitely be on board for that. Okay, we're going to do this together because I do not know how to say this person's name. Uh... (sighs) Pronunciation. We're going to do this together. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to turn my volume up. Ghislaine Maxwell. Okay. I did not know that. So, Ghislaine Maxwell, the wife of Jeffrey Epstein, has a documentary coming to Netflix on November 25th. It is called Ghislaine Maxwell Filthy Rich. Ghislaine Maxwell Filthy Rich. On November 25th, it is from the filmmakers of Jeffrey Epstein's documentary Filthy Rich. This film goes beyond the headlines of Ghislaine Maxwell's case to tell the story of Epstein's mystery accomplice, illuminating how her class and privilege concealed her predatory nature. So I never saw um, Jeffrey Epstein's Filthy Rich, but I might go back and watch that and then watch this one as well. Blood and Water, Season 3 premieres on Netflix on November 25th. I have no clue what that is, but if you're a fan, now you know. Something exciting. um, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. Uh, The 1988 movie Willow is getting a sequel series, um, and it will be premiering on Disney Plus on November 30th. It'll be on... It'll be on Disney Plus, six episodes. Warwick Davis is reprising his role. A lot of people have been clamoring for a Willow sequel for many, many years, and now we are getting it. Um, It is a sequel, but it is a six-episode miniseries. What is coming to theaters this week? Coming soon to a theater near you. Most movies open on a Thursday night, Friday release, but because of Thanksgiving in the United States... Um, A lot of movies have already been released there. Uh, Here in Canada, we are getting um, some of those movies, all those movies this weekend. And unlike them, they got them yesterday, I think, or two days ago. Big one is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Tale. This is obviously a sequel to Knives Out with Daniel Craig. Um, with a completely new cast of characters than the first one. It will have a one-week limited theatrical release starting this week. I don't know how long it will be for Canadians, but I'm definitely going to get out there and see it this weekend. It's a Netflix movie. It is receiving the widest theatrical release ever for a Netflix film. So they're letting it run in theaters for a week, and then they are moving it to Netflix on December 30th, 23rd. So if you don't see it this weekend, then you are shit out of luck and have to wait until the 23rd of December. Um, and I really want to see it. I've heard really great things. I love the first one, as many of us did. What else is coming out? Devotion. Is a 2022 American biographical war film based on the 2015 book *Devotion*, an epic story of heroism, friendship, and sacrifice by Adam Makos, which retells the comradeship—didn't comradeship? know that was a word—comradeship between naval officers Jesse Brown and Tom Hudner during the Korean War. Jesse Brown is played by. Jonathan Major. And then Glenn Powell plays Tom Hudner. Oh, look, Joe Jonas is in it. Hmm. Has he acted before? Anyways, he's in it. Joe Jonas is in it. That does, That's not all that's coming out this weekend. The other movie that is coming out is Disney's new animated movie, Strange World. The film stars the voices of Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Gabrielle Union, and Lucy Liu, among others. Um, it follows a legendary family of explorers who must set aside their differences as they embark on a journey to a mysterious planet named Al Avalonia, inhabited by surreal life forms. And then, also coming out wide this weekend is Bones and All, a 2020 romantic horror fi- film directed by Luca Guadagni. Guadagn- Guadagnino from a screenplay by David Gajner, Gaj, oh god I'm sorry Gajnick <laughs> based on the 2015 novel of the same name by Camille DeAngelis it features an ensemble cast that includes Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet Mark Rylance Michael Stuhlberg Andre Holland, Chloe Sevigny David Gordon Green and Jessica Harper the story is about a pair of young cannibalistic lovers who flee together on a road trip across the country. That right there, I'm hooked, follows a pair of young cannibalistic lovers who flee together on a road trip across the country. Sounds really interesting. Also opening, I think, in a limited release is um, a movie called The Sun, 2022 drama film, Directed by Florian Zeller. You may remember Florian Zeller as the director of the movie, The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman, that came out two years ago now, I think. Yeah, two years ago. And so, Florian Zeller directed that movie, and this is based on one of his stage plays. I don't think they had, they don't have any connection, the son and the father, but the film stars Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, Vanessa Kirby, and Anthony Hopkins. Um so maybe there's a connection, but um I haven't heard great things about the movie so far, so we will see. To end the podcast, I am being assigned a movie. I'm ha- I have a watch list on an Excel spreadsheet with Over 760 movies that I need to see, slash want to see, slash find interesting. Um, So, each week, I will, at a random time, post, pick a number between 1 and 760. And I will have, and the first person to comment, I use that number. And this week it was Peter McNeil on my Facebook page at the Hollywood Persona. He commented, oh, he commented number 524. So the movie that I will be watching this week and then reviewing next week will be 524, 524, Coal Miner's Daughter from 1980. Uh, So what's the date today? November 24th. Coal Miner's Daughter is uh, is what I'll be watching that starring but starring Sissy Spacek and Tommy Lee Jones I'm a huge Tommy Lee Jones fan so my watch list has a lot of his movies that I haven't seen uh, it also has Beverly, D'Angelo and Levon Helm so I'm really looking forward to that so Peter you have assigned me Coal Miner's Daughter um, without even knowing it one last thing I'm going to End each uh episode by recommending a app or a website or something that can help you as a movie lover. And this one today is the biggest one. If you do not have this app on your phone, or if you do not have this bookmarked on your computer, you're an idiot. <laughs> so it is called Just Watch. Um, I'm sure a lot of the people listening have it go to your app store right now and download it. It's just, just watch one word and you can lit, you literally can put in what streaming services you have and where you live. So I'm in Canada. So I put, so on Netflix, we have different movies than what necessarily someone in America would have. So it shows me where that movie is streaming in Canada or where I can rent it in Canada. Obviously not physically rent it, but rent it um, on Apple TV Plus or Cineplex or, um, you know, Prime, um, wherever you can rent movies. And it shows you the cost, how much that movie would be to rent or where it's streaming for free um, or with a subscription service this app is incredible and whenever i'm talking to somebody about movies and they say oh well where's that movie streaming or where where can i see it i say download this app and you will love it for the rest of your life just watch it is in the app store but you can also get it on your computer um, get it online. Um, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Quinn Latendre for my intro music, which is really great. I, I love the intro music. I um, and he and he did that for me. And uh, I also want to thank Dominic for my artwork. He's done a lot of work on my artwork, and I'm really thankful. Um, and I also want to thank Florence, Simone, and Joanna, who have recorded my intros. You may not hear all of them. I'm switching them up. Um, I have other podcasts coming, to different ones, and I want to use different intro- intros for that. So thank you for listening. I'm Mitch from the Hollywood Persona. Follow me wherever you want. I'm everywhere. Thank you for listening. Uh, well, I'd love to stay in chit-chat, Mother, but I fear i must away with me. And you, you little shithead, you're staying here.